Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Hello, hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. That's right, you found it. You put that hand down your pants and found your pleasure zone, didn't you? And at the same time, this show appeared. Magic. That's what happens here on this planet. We start exploring our bodies and we have magic show up in the form of pleasure. Well, I want to welcome all of you to this episode of The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, if you didn't catch that part earlier. I have been working with bodies and energy and pleasure for many years. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been working with bodies since I was born. Um, true story. It wasn't just because I have a body, which all of us have, if you're listening, and maybe some of you who are listening are actually entities without bodies, and that's cool too. But um, I came in with a body and right away started working with having a body, but I also am aware that I was working with bodies from the time I was really little in terms of being uh, fascinated by them, fascinated by what occurs with them, fascinated by health. And I also did my like very first hands-on healing when I was about two years old. So I've been doing this for a really, really long time. And <clears throat> I just became more professional uh, at it in terms of putting my shingle out. And about 22 years ago, I started putting my shingle out. So it's been it's been a while, and it's been a fun ride, and I'm really still enjoying the ride. So I'm going to keep keep going on this ride of pleasure and bodies and possibilities. And today we're actually going to explore something that's a bit of a really fun topic, and I think it's one of the first topics when we're talking about um, actually getting closer to another person and starting to dive into intimacy. I think this is like a really great topic for people who are requiring a little more info on how do we do this? How do we do this thing called pleasure with another person? And today's episode is going to be called One, Two, Three, Foreplay, Steps to Greater Pleasure. So I know that a lot of people don't actually do foreplay at all. Some people have, uh, or foreplay could be a mental experience for them, where what I mean by that is that throughout the day they might have been seeing stimulating images or been uh, introduced to things that would arouse them, and their arousal is already on. And so when they come in contact with their lover or partner or somebody else that may not even be their lover or partner, total stranger that turns them on, their first inkling is, I need to jump that. I need to get that in me or I need to get in that. 
Either way, there's usually some kind of determination for copulation. And if you are going from zero to hero with no warm-up, um, that's actually not that uncommon for men. Um, but it is really tricky for women. So we're going to talk about foreplay so that both the men and the women can have greater pleasure. Isn't that a great idea? So one of the things to just know about is we have different physiology, men and women, and it operates in a very different way. And, for example, men, when they are turned on, they go from literally from like zero to hero, and it can be occurring within seconds, especially younger men. Um, the testosterone is present. All the hormones are present. The blood flow is working. Um, and all of all of these things are in place for the stimulation to, to get in. Um, not to say that older men don't have that sometimes the erection goes down a bit, so it's hard to tell when an older man is sometimes turned on. However, they can still be turned on, just the angle of the dangle has changed a bit. So that doesn't mean they're not turned on and uh, in a zero to five seconds timeline. It's just that the reaction, body reaction time may be slightly different. Uh, they're... they're hormones that are still probably functioning pretty well. So when we look at men versus women with foreplay, men for the most part um, are often referred to as like a light switch. So you just go and you turn it on and lights, unless there's a disconnect somewhere in the body, just like if there's a disconnect in your wiring system in your house you go to turn on the lights, maybe the light bulb's missing, maybe the light bulb's burned out, maybe the electrical wiring to the light bulb has been frayed or there's an issue with it. Maybe at the power source, the power's been turned out, so that light switch's not working. Those are some conditions that would have your lights not working. And the same is true when it comes to uh, men getting turned on as well. So if everything's in working order, when you... When that turn-on occurs, the erection occurs almost immediately. So, you know, a guy gets turned on within usually within a few seconds. The response is erection. And if there's an issue, there can be uh, an electrical issue, which in in human bodies would be your nervous system having an, an issue going on. There may be blood flow issues. There may be um, signals from the brain to sending the different hormones to the body that are not sending the correct hormones to to uh, have everything functioning properly. There may be, on an energetic level, there may be stagnation of chi going on. If anybody listened to last week's episode, uh, we talked about meridians or energy channels in the body and how there can be chi stagnation going on. So that can affect erections as well. But in a functioning, re uh, relatively healthy body, you're going to have erections that go from zero to hero in just a few seconds. And for women, we're kind of more, and for the most part, and this isn't completely 100%, but for the most part, women's bodies are more like a kettle on a stove. And so you fill, you fill that water up, which is like for women, it's getting the emotional fulfillment. So we're going to go 
I'll give you the breakdown of it when I look at it from the perspective of uh, an interpretation of the energy of it. So uh, some people say women are like uh, irons, and they take a little while to heat up, and then they're good to go, and then they're nice and hot. Uh, I think it's more like a kettle, because I think there's more aspects to it. So with women, you know, you got to go, you get the kettle, you got to fill it up, and then you got to you know, put that kettle on the stove. I have the stove kind of kettle, so I'm going to refer to the old-fashioned kettle. You put it on the stove, you turn the stove on, then the burner, the one that's interacting with the kettle, has to be turned on, which would be kind of like the men. The man is, like, interacting with the, the woman's body or the woman who's interacting with the other woman's body. One of those is turned on before they start to actually interact with the other body. So it's good to have those bodies turned on to get other bodies turned on. Okay, so now we've got that going on. So now the kettle sits on top of the burner and that the burner is going to start to put heat into uh, through the metal of the kettle and into the, into the water and those molecules are going to start to move and get faster and faster and boil and then that whistle goes off. Same with women. So that touch system of the two things touching each other, skin-to-skin contact, will actually allow women to relax, allow them to emotionally release, be at ease, be happy. Their bodies start to relax, and then those molecules start to move as well, just like in the water, and they'll start to bubble, and they'll start to get excited, and they'll get start to move. And just like the kettle, there's going to be that release. So... How do you like that as a description? <laughs> so so guys and gals who are trying to turn on gals, you got to just know that it takes a little bit more time with women. And they, women's bodies require a different approach than men's do, which is very cool, actually, when you think about uh, homosexual relationships uh, of any kind, men on men, they, they're both turned on, wham, good to go, right? They've got that that immediate response system. Women with women, they're, they both require extra stimulation. So it's kind of actually ideal uh, in some ways, I would say, to have homosexual lovers just so that you have like a similar response time and uh, know what's required. Just saying, if you haven't not tried it yet, maybe now's the time to go and explore and see what that's like to be with a partner that's got a body response time that's similar to yours. So, so what's kind of fun is that we often um, we often don't even realize where foreplay is going into our life. And we we sometimes don't even realize that we're performing foreplay when we are. So foreplay comes in so many different uh, forms, right? And like nowadays, everybody's got, well, not everybody, my mother doesn't, but most people have cell phones. So you can do things like sexting sweet messages. And for men, they really like to hear about how um, awesome, sexy they are and the chances of them getting some good style action is is pretty high up there and women like their egos to be stroked and to be told how lovely and awesome and beautiful um lots of ego stroking going on for women um and men just have ego stroking in a different way to talk about how much of a stallion they are so it's helpful to know uh how partners respond and it's actually very instinctual for us men like 
have an instinct to need to know that they're going to be a provider, that they're uh, they're like worthy of being a protector, that they're worthy of of being a fighter, and it's all instinctual. It's not something that they necessarily like feel consciously, but it's going on in the body. So when you tell a man how strong he is or you tell a man how sexy he is or how much you want to you know jump him and ride him for hours that is something that's attractive more attractive to a man than if you say that same thing to a woman you're going to get a different response now people don't seem to realize this even though that book men are from mars women are from venus has been out for a very long time i think a lot of people missed out on that didn't read it there uh, it's very true we communicate differently so when you're with a woman though if you're trying to entice a woman it's far more likely that you're going to get her to respond or be open to you if you give her kind sweet words and lots of encouragement and like tell her how you know i really love i really love the way your lips feel on my body and a woman will be like oh wow awesome it's like a little pat on her back, compliment, and it's all these things that will have a woman go, I'm going to do that. That sounds like fun. Um, and it's actually words of encouragement as, as well as uh, sort of enticing ideas, right? Little reminders of things you like, which is always great um, because we have a serious lack of communication. And that is actually super key when it comes to foreplay. And foreplay requires absolutely requires communication, verbal, nonverbal, um, and we need to utilize all of these skills that we have so that we can have far more fun and really be on track with what our partner desires. And one little thing, too, that I like to think about is that, you know, to be like a really fun lover, and this is just my interesting point of view, to be a really fun lover, my target is to always gift pleasure first. So if I if I want to be a super good lover, I'm going to be the person who's like keen and interested in what pleases you, what turns you on, and then I will deliver. So if you want to be a good lover, I know that I want a lover who's keen and interested in what turns me on and that will also deliver, right? And enthusiasm is super great too. Nothing like an enthusiastic lover. Honestly, I think it's like one of the top qualities to have out there is enthusiasm all the way, just being super happy and excited to be with that person no matter what you're choosing, no matter what you're touching, no matter what you're actually doing. So enthusiasm is key. So we're going to talk a lot more about foreplay, and I have lots of great fun ideas for you. We're going to look at what is foreplay, what isn't foreplay, because I think there's some confusion going on there. And we will do that, actually, and we'll be that, and we'll have more fun with that right after this commercial break. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenic. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, sweet pleasure seekers. We're talking about today foreplay. We're talking one, two, three, foreplay and some easy steps to having some greater fun and exploration in your sex life. And so what is foreplay? What is it? Well, let's look at the word in general. Like, I'm just going to break down four. actually means something that comes, that precedes something else. And play would be what we do when we're having lots of fun. It's like kids do, throwing balls and kicking around, running around, tickling, laughing. That's play. But what do we do? We're serious people. We're going to turn it into like for seriousness instead of foreplay. And for seriousness can be very much a drag and a bit of a intense in a way that's not fun. So let's bring the play back into foreplay. How do we do that? Well, let's look at what play is in general. Like, let's look at the whole concept of play when you were a kid. You know, what was playing for you? If playing for you was going out and going for a walk, you know, sitting around, giggling with your girlfriends, what was for what was play for you in general? You know, and get the energy of, like, what playing was for you. And, you know, if you were one of those kids who grew up with not a lot of play in your life at all, if you were one of those who grew up kind of serious and you went right from, um, you know, the womb to being a parent when you were like two years old, you might actually lack uh, some of the the capacities to play. And there, there are people out there who can both facilitate you to learning how to play again, whether it's learning how to have foreplay or learning just how to play in general, learning how to have fun. Now, it seems like an insane thing for some of you who probably do experience play, but the truth is there are a lot of people who don't know how to play at all. It's very, It's very much a conflict for them 
they'll even feel like it's a waste of time. So what I'd like to tell you is that foreplay is not a waste of time. Foreplay is actually one of the greatest explorations you can go on. You know, if you haven't quite gotten on a starship yet, foreplay can be your very next best thing for exploration in a very fun way. So foreplay, with exploration, it's really about having the conversations and the communication about what you would like to have explored. I know that a lot of times people just go with what they think is going to turn their partner on. And if you just eliminate your thinking for just like 25 minutes and you just start to explore with all of your senses, and I'm a huge fan of the senses, and we have them and we can utilize them and we can definitely utilize them uh, in so many ways that we might not have ever tried before. So you've got touch and taste and smell and hearing and so you've got all these senses and what I encourage you to do is interact your senses with your partner's senses. So your your taste sense, for example, could be uh, little lickings all over the body which would interact with your partner's touch sense. And it's a really cool experience to interact your senses with your partner. So you can interact your, for example, your sense of smell with maybe their sense of of taste too, right? So there's different ways to do that. You could, they could eat something minty or have some really neat things where they could put, they could be tasting great things and then your sense of smell, smelling their body smelling their breath that might smell like mint after having mint candies, all of those scents can interact with what they just experienced as taste. And it can actually really bring um, some enticing sensations in the body. It's nothing like having some really beautiful smells on a body. Um, and putting those smells on a body is part of that sense of touch again. So lots of things go on and we have a lot of different responses with our senses and sight as well so looking at somebody even looking at somebody who's enjoying eating something can be their sense of taste interacting with your sense of of sight right so there's a lot of porn actually from asia that involves uh, videos of women eating food it's considered super highly erotic we don't have a lot of it in North America so much, but it's highly erotic in Asia to have even a woman eating a banana or an apple, and it's just her mouth and the food, and it's it's a super sensual erotic experience. Speaking of porn, porn can actually be something that, when if you've actually had discussions with your partner, watching uh, porn or erotic films together can be an excellent source of foreplay as well. I'm taking a course right now for getting certified as a sex and intimacy coach. And I get to watch a lot of erotic uh, film for this. And it's been like uh, foreplay after foreplay after foreplay all by myself, but getting my body revved up every day. And once in a while, my hubby will come in and he's like, 
uh, what are you watching today? I'm like, oh, I'm just watching this guy give an erotic massage. He's like, is that hard on you, you know, watching all that? You just feel pent up and horny all the time. I'm like, yes, it's actually it's painfully horny is what's going on. <laughs> so that's the truth. And no, you guys don't have to feel bad for me. I, I do have, I can look after my painful horniness. No worries. So what else is foreplay? Well, foreplay is exploration. It's using all those senses. It's essentially, it's non-coital play. So it's non, you know, it's not uh, penetration of the vagina or penetration of the anus with anything. It's non-coital. So it, what it is is playing. It's like building the energy, having lots of anticipation. So you know those feelings when you're like, oh, just about to kiss, just about to, oh, just about to be stroked, just about to maybe have something uh, enter your vagina and your body is just throbbing and like desiring it so bad it could like swallow up uh, a penis or a toy in like seconds flat because it's so turned on anticipation is so for me like anticipation is such an amazing erotic tool and it's such a fun thing to be able to offer somebody sometimes just jumping in and just you know hey we're just together so let's get this on and um the anticipation is i find is like one of the the greatest things for turn on for me so I don't know if that's true for other women out there, but I tell you that's true for me. This suspense of like waiting. Are you going to have it? Are you not going to have sex? What's going to happen? Suspense is fantastic. And it really is about not making sex the number one objective. Foreplay really can just be the main event. So you don't have to have foreplay in order to have sex. And you also don't have to have foreplay um, as a means, like you don't have to have, how can I explain this? You don't have to have foreplay as a target to get to sex. And you can have foreplay um, just for fun. It doesn't have to lead to anything is what I'm, I think I'm getting to what I'm trying to say on that front. What if foreplay is just play, really? Just have fun with it. Just have fun with it. And what it also can be is so many things like erotic talking can be part of foreplay or just being erotic and sensual and feeling um, the other person's body. And it can be a safer form of sex, especially if you don't know your partner's sexual history. Um, safer sex in this way can be better. You know, you're, you have a lot less of a chance of contracting uh, an STI, sexually transmitted infection, or a sexually transmitted disease. If you're with somebody who, say, for example, is is masturbating you, or you're mutual, you, mutual masturbation in front of each other, that is a type of foreplay as well, and it's a much safer sex. So when it does come to masturbating each other, though, definitely have clean hands all the way, um, and clean hands means you've washed them, then you touch the body. It's not you've washed wash them, you touch your shoes and your phone, and you have a burger, and then you go touch her body without um, washing your hands again or his body. Um, it means wash your hands, touch a body. It doesn't mean a lot of interaction on the in-between zone. It's almost like being surgical about it. I get that, but really 
we're going for safer sex, we want to make sure that we have as little possibility of transmitting any um, bacteria or anything to another person. That would be the kindest thing we could do is not give them a disease, right? Wouldn't that be sweet? And they can walk away with pleasure and no diseases. Well, we like that. I think that's one of the greatest bonuses going when it comes to safer sex and foreplay as an option uh, as a, as an option and not necessarily a substitution to sex but as the main event that can be that can actually be sex foreplay itself just kind of is a lot of people talk about it as a way that indicates that it's a prelude to sex but it doesn't have to be so i just want to repeat that and repeat that and repeat that like foreplay can just be an amazing exploration and if you've never really just experienced the exploration without the penetration without having that as the target how much fun could you have you could have like hours of rolling around with touch and interacting with your senses and playing with toys and different lubes and flavored lubes and you can bring in all kinds of things and you can have erotic talk and there's and how do you do these things that's so complicated maybe it's not but erotic talk for everybody is is very different like there are some times where I've where I could get one sentence from one person because I get I get actually just before this show today somebody sent me a a pornographic video on Facebook. And so I get these things all the time. And some of them are like, hey, that's lovely. And some of them are like, what the what? And um, not that it's a judgment. I'm just like, what, what are you trying to get from me? But, but you know, erotic talk and erotic suggestions through uh, visual things like sending you know, pictures of your boobies or something, like all of that can be very much a part of foreplay there's so, so many things that can be included in foreplay and we will talk more about that for sure so for those of you who are listening and still listening i'm so grateful for you we're actually going to be heading to our next commercial break so you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money? copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. 
Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. We've been talking about foreplay, and I don't know if you've kind of look at this historically even, and I think even when I look at my life, I look at what was foreplay when I was a teenager and what is foreplay now, and I have to say that foreplay, I think, has changed a lot in the last 20 or 30 years to include a lot more. Um, Like foreplay when I was a teenager was more like kissing and touching, and it was very, and hugging, and it was pretty, um, it was pretty sweet and pretty light, and um, maybe some heavy petting, like through your clothes maybe, um, but you knew if those clothes were coming off, it was getting a little more hardcore, and it would have been in the sex zone at that point. But now there's kind of a new emergence with everybody like sending off their sexy videos 24-7 and um, you know, sexting like crazy people. And it's become more intense. And it's actually, I think a lot of it is because uh, now we have our bodies are so continually stimulated by things like, um, you know, different things on the internet. And we're looking for that constant, constant um, self gratification constantly every 10 seconds every 10 seconds so our bodies now are on such an overdrive and such an adrenaline hit overdrive that we require way more to get to get um, turned on than we did before uh, where if we probably you know brought our our Mennonite friends or our Amish friends into sort of a these situations they would be bombarded and overwhelmed by this and now, now we've got people going for, you know, heavier, more, give it to me harder uh, kind of foreplay that's going on. And it can include still things like hugging and kissing, but now it includes things like erotic talk a lot more, erotic texting and sexting. And it includes things like oral sex, which, you know, foreplay before wouldn't have really included oral sex so much as that would have been an act of sex. And and also there's a level where people are, you know, becoming less shy, where uh, masturbation is becoming a very common conversation. And I have to say even 20 years ago, that wasn't true. 30 years ago, definitely not true. And, you know, I would say that my mom's generation growing up, they weren't having these easy, open conversations about masturbation like ever. And now people would be like, sending each other masturbation videos to people they maybe have never even met blows my mind and that's the kind of stuff that's going on with foreplay these days and you know people are much more open also about sharing their fantasies as well which is 
also something that is fascinating to me because this is a huge thing for generations that are, say, 35 and older. Sharing their fantasies is something very private, and sometimes even in their lifetime they might not ever share their full-on fantasies um, because they were never given permission. It was never okay to do that. There's so many levels to it, and psychologically there's stuff going on that needs to be resolved before uh, older generations can actually get into a more modern type of uh, foreplay. So it you know, doesn't mean that the newer way is better or the older way is better. It's that there's two different ways to approach it. And what if you can have fun with both of them? You don't have to like, oh, it's only this way or that way. You know, and millennials too, the millennial type playing, because that's what I have to refer to it as, it's like millennial type playing, is also where, you know, people are much more apt to get things like phone apps too, where you get your your um, sex toys connected to phone apps so you can stimulate each other from far away. You've got sex toys involved, and a lot of this stuff would have been hush-hush, not talked about at all. So, you know, I think there's a really big bonus to the fact that millennials are starting to bring that up to the forefront. And I think too that as they are bringing it up to the forefront, it's creating it as a normalcy, which allows you know people who have been feeling you know scared to talk about it or bring it up. They're now able to uh, to do that more, which is a beautiful thing. So. So thank you to the millennials for being so outrageous that everybody is now, the world is changing, and foreplay is even changing. Who knew that that was going to happen? And even, you know, using AI um, things like artificial intelligence for foreplay. Who saw that coming ever? Well, maybe they did in Star Trek. Um, I watch a lot of Star Trek, if you've ever noticed. I do refer to it almost every show. I'm funny like that. So... (laughs) So one of the things, like I've mentioned several times, that communication is key. So even if you're doing millennial foreplay, there's still a level of communication maybe different than the level of communication that, say, somebody more than 35 is looking for. However, there's still communication that is required. So you can easily turn foreplay into something so simple as just sitting and having this conversation about everything that turns you on. Like, how fun is that to sit and go, you know what really turns me on? I really love the idea of masturbating in front of, like, total strangers. It's such a turn on. I really love the idea of turning on people that I've never met before. I really, like, you know what turns me on is just, like, sucking you off until your eyeballs want to fall out of your head. You know what really turns me on is that sweet smell that's, you know, that nape of your neck. I love that sweet smell in the nape of your neck, and I just want to devour you. And all of those kinds of things can be really fun ways of talking about what you really like. So know what know what you really like. That's really helpful. And then talk about it. And this brings me back to one of my favorite sayings, which is, and it used to be like this poster, everything I learned in life I learned from kindergarten. And this is true, especially for foreplay. It's all about show and tell. It's what we learned 
in kindergarten, show and tell, and we learned communication, and we learned how to share, and we learned how to be, uh, or we were supposed to learn how to be considerate of the fact that there are other people in the room and that, that we have an impact on them. Now we look at all of those things that we learned from kindergarten. They are fantastic tools for having greater, more fun for foreplay. So show and tell. Let's go right to that because isn't that fun? So show and tell would be like what do you what do you like in terms of being stroked? So as a man or a woman, you can do the show part and you can tell and you can explain. So right now what I really would love is for you know, for you to just, yeah, stroke to the left. And I'm going to show you what that looks like because everybody's got a different kind of stroke message for their own body. Not every woman likes to be stroked the same way and not every guy likes to be stroked the same way either. So it's really great to watch your partner masturbate so that you know what they like and that you can provide that. And isn't that fun? Or even how much fun is it just to watch them masturbate? I think that's a super fun joy. That's like, I personally, I love it. I think it's fabulous. And some people have the opinion of, why would I bother doing that? Because I could just do that on my own. You could, but it adds an element of intrigue to it when you bring in somebody else to view, to watch. And I know some people who are regarded as professional masturbators, so kudos to them. Uh, I may bring you a medal for that at some point in your life, and that's fantastic. And I think when you are a professional masturbator, you absolutely know what your body enjoys. And when you do know that, then there are ways to communicate that with your partner that doesn't belittle your partner or make them feel less than. And one of the ways to do it is instead of going, yeah, I don't like what you're doing there, stop it, stop it, you can just go, okay, awesome, thank you. And if we just try over here, uh, if we just try like, yeah, just like a softer or gentler, that would be great. And it's the responsibility of the person um, trying to turn you on to actually listen to you, you know. It's very helpful if they do listen to your instruction. Sometimes not listening to your instruction can be a little good too, like when they're trying to get you to stop so that um, they don't go overboard too hard too fast. But sometimes doing that can actually be super fun, enjoyable teasing time too. So you can take it in so many, so many ways. And turning somebody on through watching you be turned on I think is one of the easiest forms of foreplay there is. You know that you can please your body in exactly the way your body likes it, and chances are that's going to please your partner, and they're probably going to enjoy it. If there anybody who has even a, a like a little tiny, you know, milliliter of of uh, horniness or naughtiness about them kinkiness about them, they're going to like watching you masturbate, and it's a great form of foreplay. And there's so, so many other ones. We did talk a little bit erotic talk, and I think with erotic talk, you really need to kind of set some guidelines with your partner about what do they like to hear and what do they not like to hear, because some words can turn a person off right off the bat. And for the longest time, uh, for me, hearing the word pussy was just a way for me to just go, ugh, 
I'm done. Um, it's taken me some time, but now I like, not only do I like saying it, I'm really good with hearing it, but for a long time, and it, it also depends on whose mouth it's coming out of. Um, did you like that? Whose mouth is your pussy coming out of? Isn't that a great one? I just realized I said that and it was flipping genius. But anyway, so it depends on who's saying it, how they're saying it, that can also um, be a turn on or a turn off. So, so just check in on that and check in with your partner on that. Like when I say the word hard cock to you, is that okay with you? Like are you good with that? Can I just be riding you and going, I just love I just love your hard delicious awesome cock I just want that in me now give it to me hell yeah like however you want to say it however works for your partner um I only said that word a few times so I hope we're not going to create a lot of issues with this recording but there are many ways of having erotic talk that can be a little dirty, right? So just be aware of what your partner can and can't receive on that front, and you can ease them into it. And sometimes it's really, really subtle, too. Just like, I really love your hair today it can be a level of erotic talk that that's the level of where your partner's at, that that's what they can receive. And then you can start to edge in and get into the more naughty talk eventually over time possibly so good stuff right i can't believe this show's almost over i could probably talk about foreplay for a very long time which cracks me up i'm I just like my own foreplay talking about foreplay <laughs> so we're going to head off to our last commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, 
Dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Well, hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. Today we've been talking about one, two, three, foreplay, steps to having greater pleasure in your foreplay parts of your life. And there's so much more I could talk about with this. I, I didn't even realize how much I could say. Um, but we, we are going to be kind of wrapping this show up in a few minutes. So I do want to talk about a, a few things that I really like you to be aware of not to do um, because I find people do this quite a lot and uh, even doing it once is too much. So one of the things to avoid, um, you know, I find that this is something that people tend to do is they tend to underestimate their partner's capacities or intelligence. And they might say stuff like, well, they don't understand anyway. And when you underestimate your partner's intelligence, it's so hurtful. So Definitely acknowledge what you can do is acknowledge the brilliance of your partner. Acknowledge all the brilliant, fun, and cool things they do. Just like anything else if that flourishes with, you know, feeding it sun and air and, you know, light and love, um, your sex drive will also grow with things like sun, compliments, light, and love. And better forms of communication and not, you know, especially not like sarcastic remark about the intelligence of your partner or even remarks in general about your partner not being intelligent, super unkind. The other thing, um, another few things, I have a few things to give you. Um, whatever you do, also don't uh, criticize your partner. Criticizing in general sucks. Let's just face it. Criticisms they're not kind, they're not fun. And I don't, unless you're somebody who has a fetish for being demeaned, the chances are you're not going to enjoy being demeaned. Now, if you're a part, with a partner who's constantly demeaning you, that might be uh, something that turns them on. They might get turned on by demeaning people. So possibly you're not the partner for them. But if you're with a partner who is generally kind, uh, random co uh, comments on, you know, intelligence or, or criticisms on creativity, um, definitely have the conversation with them and pull them aside and say something like, when when you say this, it, it hurts my feelings and it makes me pull away from you. If your target is to have me leave, then keep choosing that. If your target is to not have me leave, then can you please change that? So... Yeah, I know that can be kind of harsh sounding, but it does work. It can work. So don't blame your partner. Don't, you know, if you're feeling like there's nothing really going on in your uh, love life that's exciting, take the initiative yourself and don't blame your partner for the lack of creativity. Because if it's something that you would like, then take responsibility for it. For all you know, your partner is having a great old time doing whatever the heck you guys are already doing. Uh, also, doing any, like, public shaming is not cool, like criticizing your po partner in public. I had, I, I actually um, look at um, this particular don'ts list uh, from a perspective of I actually had a partner that did almost every single one of these to me all the time. 
um, and it was devastating, and it actually was something that uh, had me pretty messed up for a very long time, for many years. So I thoroughly encourage you not to do this if you're looking for somebody to stick around, actually enjoy your company, and not want you to die a million deaths of with your testicles being ripped off and burned. So just something to be aware of. So one of the other things is to, you know, if you're getting it on and you're naked, um, talk about the things that turn you on at that point, not the problems you're having. It's not necessarily the time to bring up um, something they said three weeks ago that hurt your feelings. Do those conversations before that or the day before or hours after so that it's not part of your afterplay either. Because foreplay and afterplay, they can actually be exactly the same. You can keep that stimulation going with all the things, the touch and all the senses you can do all of that even after you've climaxed. I know, it's revolutionary. You can just keep on going and having lots of fun. So some more things to be aware of. I want you guys to get these really clear so that you, you can have be a better lover and that you can have more fun with foreplay. So don't estimate your partner's intelligence. Don't blame your partner for, you know, if you feel like there's a lack of creativity in the bedroom. Um, criticizing and shaming them is a no-no. And talking about your problems before you're having sex or like right before, like five minutes before getting naked, not a good time to bring up any of the issues that you have with them uh, or, you know, in the middle of foreplay. Not a good time to bring up the issues. Even bringing up the issues about how they're stimulating you, that's not the right time for it. Talk about it um, before or after or do some show and tell because show and tell can be such an easier way to, to have things um, change for you. And one of the really I find for me was one of the most unkind things that ever occurred was have, being compared to my partner's ex um, the guy who was particularly unkind, he really compared me constantly to his ex who was willing to do everything and anything, and I just was not interested in him that way at all uh, or interested in doing any of that with him. And it really comes down to the partner, and when somebody's being unkind to you, you don't necessarily feel like doing everything and anything with them. So just be aware of that. And remember, stay tuned in and turned on so much. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then... Have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.